Okay, well, welcome to the latest edition of Techman Talks Dynamics podcast. I'm joined by uh, James Crouch today. Uh, my name's Liam, and we're going to have a quick uh, update, really, around what's happening with Business Central and the Wave 1 release of the software. Uh, back in the early part of February, we did a preview show around um, the Wave 1 release, and we looked at what Microsoft had announced was going to ship um, as part and parcel of this release, some of it on day one, some of it over the coming months. But now for any new um, new instances were spinning up, um, that release is available um, and it will no doubt be arriving with our existing SaaS users uh, in the coming days and weeks. So James, is there anything from a headline point of view that has changed since we uh, since we did our show back in February? Anything that we, we need to cover, something new at all that's come out? Well, I haven't taken anything away from that original list, Liam, but boy, um, yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they've kind of announced since. I think... Uh, we had a Microsoft did a kind of launch of that in shortly into April, and then we've had a, a, a virtual conference just in the last couple of days, and more and more details come out. So, um, yeah, it seems like um, quite a lot of progress, really. Um, so, where did, where to start? Well, um, one we've seen uh, you know, the functionality actually delivered, and, and actually more than we expected. I think they announced that 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 kind of roadmap and then they flesh it out so you start to find more and more in there but actually some of the bigger news has been around stuff that um, isn't part of the functionality but is kind of part of the way that business central works and and commercially how it's modeled as well yeah I, i'd agree i mean that was one thing that piqued my interest on the um the launch event that they did obviously more from the licensing and the commercial side of it where from from the sales and marketing side that that sprung out um, it, and it, it was mainly around the uh, the storage you get with Business Central um, which has been a little bit of a, a bone of contention uh, probably not for new customers that are, that are starting from scratch but when we are moving legacy customers perhaps from from NAV NAV uh, that have got a larger amount of historical data and we're trying to move them into into the SaaS environment they were limited um, in terms of what you were given or you had to pay for, for additional storage I think um, originally it was 80 gig you got when you when you spin up a or you have a, a SaaS tenant, you've got 80 gigabytes of storage, and then you had to pay for extra storage, which was quite expensive. Every, every I think, additional gigabyte from memory was around about $40. Um, and so, you know, if, if you had a, a lot of legacy data you wanted to move across, that could easily um, exceed the 80 gig, and, and then you were paying 40 gig, for, sorry, $40 per gig, which would mount up very quickly. So um, I think it, that was probably a hurdle that a lot of existing users would look at and think, well, there's one reason not to jump to SaaS. Yeah, and, you know, so what they've done now is introduce this kind of additional allowance of, of two gig per essential user and three gig per premium user. And, and you know, that mounts up quite quickly. So, uh, you know, just looking at some of the, the, the counts, it's not, uh, it's not unusual to kind of double your storage allowance to 160 gig. And that's much more kind of within the scale uh, of what you need. Don't forget you need, um, this has to store not just your production tenant, but your sandboxes as well. So yeah. you need really uh, 80 gig for your production tenant. And then if you want to copy that to do any testing, et cetera, et cetera, you're going to do there. They did remove the kind of, there was this 40 gig of, of kind of additional storage that was designed for kind of media images and that sort of stuff uh, that, 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 that seems to have gone away. Still asking for a complete clarification of that. 
Um, but that was slower capacity, kind of more, less high performance. So it, it simplified the whole thing to have this additional storage. Then again, um, you know, if you do run out of your storage allowance that you get in your basic subscription, um, the additional storage now is much cheaper from 1st of July, I believe. Yeah, yeah. First of July, I think all these new, um, new new ratings drop in. So I think it'll automatically then give you the the two gig for your essentials users or three gig for your premium if you're on premium users. And yeah, like you said, the additional gig it's gone down from forty dollars to ten dollars. So that's a, a big big price drop. I think that's very reasonable. And if you want to buy a larger amount, so I think they they were doing a hundred gig, which used to be four thousand dollars a month, and that's come down to five hundred. So you know, again, a massive drop in in price. If you do have a, a lot of storage um, or, or data to move into that storage, it's it's ridiculous. That comes down to about five dollars a gig. Um, so uh, it's that's very reasonable in terms of paying for that extra storage. But yeah, first of July twenty twenty one. So it's not it's not going to impact. In, in this release in terms of the, the, the you know the, the launch date but it's now on the horizon I think anybody I know we spoke to a few customers and I've seen feedback on social that there's a lot of people saying ah great you know we've, we've been looking at this and it's that's one of the, the conversations we weren't looking forward to going to the FD and saying I need to sign this off as a monthly cost and that's made it far more uh, far more reasonable and, and, and a sensible conversation to have around the costs so I think that's that's massive I mean Microsoft made the point when they made this announcement that it shouldn't stop you looking at you managing your data and deciding whether you need it and and I think you know that that's somewhere something that where Microsoft actually could still do a little bit more help I think the ISVs that you add um, you know I know with my clever dynamics hat on I've been looking at kind of some of the storage allowances uh, and storage management that we've got built in so do we have processes that where you know after this 12 months or once the transaction's complete it's deleting the logs and so on and, and, and chopping the storage right back so you only store what you need because I think however much you have um, you're still going to run out if you just use it um, without due cause so um, it's a balance really of Microsoft have shifted their um, position on this to something that's much more feasible um, but there's still some work to do on the, the implementation side I think the other um, the other big bit of news that was um, uh, had been evident actually over the last kind of few months and, and perhaps didn't all come with the 18 release, but they kind of highlighted what they've been doing around performance and, and kind of some of the performance in improvements that we've seen in, in kind of lots of uh, ways, really. Uh, some of the um, what's called partial loading where you know, fields that perhaps aren't on uh, pages actually aren't uh, loaded from the database if they don't need to be. So much, much better logic around that. So, you know, this this is particularly um, useful in terms of the t- table extensions. So uh, uh, to get to the technicalities of that, we'd add a table extension because you want some fields added to your sales line, for instance. And you only needed them in you know, one particular set of circumstances. But every time the standard application displayed your sales lines, it was loading that additional table, even if those fields weren't on that page and, and, and weren't displayed, etc. Now it's, it's intelligent about whether it's going to the database and getting that additional join, as it's called, 
back to the to the sales line or any other table. So that that's you know that's they are. Uh, I wouldn't say they've finished that work yet. It's work in progress still, but it is getting better and better in terms of the performance that they're seeing and lots of other areas as well. Yeah, I remember we were talking about this back in February that they were saying, I think the role centre as well, when you load yeah. that page, what isn't displayed on that first area that you would view won't actually be loaded. So you get the data you want far quicker. Um, I, I saw the stats they published and they're saying it's 20% faster to open the role centre and uh, you know, some of the other things they were talking about was there'd be a reduction, I think five times reduction of SQL reads when you, you're going back to D, D365s on the sales side of stuff in terms of CRM, I'm assuming that yeah. means. So the, 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 they're obviously making a lot of, or doing a lot of work around the efficiency of, of, of integration and, um, and the way the data is displayed. We just want everything instant, don't we, as, as our users? And, I, and it's it's never fast enough, is it? No. I mean, you know, it's like uh, it's like me and new cars. You know, whenever I get a new <laughs> one, it's it's faster than the last one, and and that kind of sense of adrenaline lasts for what ooh, few days, and then suddenly it's the new normal. So it, it, it lasts longer than that when you're a passenger in your car. I've got to say, <laughs> that, but uh, yeah, point taken. Yeah, you're not sitting there every day, though, are you? But uh, (laughs) let's go back to talking about Business Central rather than my driving. Um, I I think, you know, that, um, look, it's getting better now. And, and, you know, I'm starting to sense that there's a lot more confidence out there in the community by another announcement just in the last uh, couple of days at a conference called Directions North America, uh, which this time I didn't have to fly to San Diego or Vegas or something to go to. It was virtual. Um, and they talked about the number of users, um, the number of all-up customers on Business Central SaaS, which has got to about 15,000 mark now, I think was the number they said. Yeah, they did. They announced 15,000 customers on its SaaS platform, whether that's users or individual organisations. I, I didn't, they didn't clarify, but either way, it's a decent number. They didn't talk about the users. I, I think they talked about the users separately, but they didn't kind of, uh, and they used the term users. So I would assume customers from what they said, listening to the presentation, was uh, you know, customers on SaaS. That was up from the last time they saw a number, which was kind of in the autumn um, at the, the, the release. It was kind of 10,000. You know, that, that means that they're adding, I did a quick calculation on the number of days between it going from 10,000 to 50,000. And I worked out that's about 30 new customers a day, right. which is a hell of a rate. Um, you know, for an ERP application, we're not talking, um, you know, an iPhone app here uh, aimed at consumers. We're talking about a business application platform for, mm. for ERP. So that that's that's big. They also talked about the user count. Now, they didn't say what the average user count was up to. Uh, last time I heard, I think it was about 15, um, but they said it had grown substantially. And and that's our experience as well, isn't it? Um, it is, it is. And I know the headline figures they used, they were saying those seat count has gone up, but I think in that, uh, in the, in the, Directions North America keynote, they, they'd mentioned they're going to have customers this year going with 200 to 500 seats. So that, that's a significant jump, as you said, on like a handful of users to get into the hundreds of users. And, and as you said, we've we've seen that. I remember putting a, well, I say I, you guys putting on a, a decent number on SaaS in the early days where we were probably 40, 50 users, which was quite quite a jump from the five and six users that they were talking about. And 
you know, the performance has, has improved massively, hasn't it, in the, the, the 18 months since we were doing that. And we wouldn't worry, and we don't worry about putting users of 50, 60 counts on, their, on the SaaS platform now, where initially we, we had a concern. You know, and, and that's made SaaS normal, whereas uh, 12 months ago, two years ago, we would kind of, well, we used to go into sales engagements um, and, and be very kind of cautious and caveat, we'll, we'll train on SaaS, but, you know, we may need to roll back to, to pass. Um, but now I think it's just right. Uh, you know, it's planned from SaaS from the off, and and I think that will mean that the user count continues to grow because you know you, you've got project lifecycle here. Um, I, I think it's one thing that Microsoft don't always get that you know we're selling and planning the implementations that will probably happen um, this time next year in terms of go lives and the one thing with subscription is you don't add those users till you need them so actually now we're doing the kind of specification and planning work for projects which they won't see the subscriptions kick in until this time next year now um, because of that kind of roadmap and that life cycle of projects um, you know I, th- I think they will just see um, that count those counts continue to kind of exponentially rise um, going through because now it's really strange when you get one that wants to go on prem or um, Mm. pass it's kind of one in 20 and it's it's only because of some uh, you know particular probably historic policy that that particular organization's got or whatever it's not because this wouldn't work on SaaS it's because they insist that it won't yeah I, I noticed they'd also announced the uh, the geographical spread of the SaaS platform in terms of Asia, South America and Africa with uh, saying it will be supported for local language and local regulatory updates. And I know you've mentioned the Clever Dynamics stuff. When we work with partners in those parts of the world, they can't just download it from AppSource because they didn't have a SaaS platform. Uh, definitely a couple of partners we're working with in Africa just don't have that, that option to them. Philippines was another one, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And hopefully, I, I don't know, um, but they're saying this release will be available. So you'd have thought if it's not there now, in the next six months, they will be getting those data centers up and running or the ability for people in those regions to access it from, from some data center with decent, uh, decent um, uh, performance uh, wherever it may be uh, cited. So that, that's good as well. That was the other thing that um, actually came out in one of the detail sessions on the Wave 1 release, uh, uh, kind of launch uh, virtual again event that they did. And uh, they waited till the last bit of one of the hour sessions to kind of say, actually, you're going to have control uh, of what, when the monthly update, which day they hit your tenant. Now, to date, we've been able to set a, a, a time window. So you've been able to say, right, I want my update to occur between 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. in the morning. You know, um, but you've really then woken up at 6 a.m. and gone, checked your email, did I get an update last night? Did I get an update? Is it, you know, would it cause any disruption? Would there be any change? Now, these are, these are cumulative updates. So relatively minor, but actually... You've seen some fairly major things slip into kind of 0.2, 0. 0.3 updates. Microsoft haven't always been strict about all of the major changes come uh, in the in the kind of release update. Um, quite a bit of it, if it wasn't ready, they'd slip it back to one of the, the, the cumulative updates. 
So actually, I'm really pleased that from, I think it's 18.1, case in point, case I just mentioned, 18.1, the North Americans uh, are going to get um, choice about when those cumulative updates, which day within a three-week window in the month. Okay, and they're, they're saying, please don't leave it till the last couple of days. Um, and, and you wouldn't, you know, I think from a managed service point of view, it, the reason I'm excited about this is from partners, we had to be reactive. So we, we didn't know which day it was doing. We just had to kind of catch the ball and pick up and run with it, try and be as prepared as you could be, and then pick it up and run. This is going to enable us to kind of schedule it. It's going to enable us to kind of work with the end client to kind of say, okay, this is coming. We can communicate to all your users. We can kind of manage the process through um, much more kind of uh, securely. We can make sure that it's scheduled for a day that's not kind of, you know, your management accounts day or any other month end kind of serious, um, your peak day of the week, for instance, in terms of if you have a uh, kind of cycle. So I think it's really good news. It's, it's one of the last pieces in the kind of SaaS jigsaw um, that um, I, I kind of felt was needed before um, we got, uh, we got a, a SaaS platform that was up there with the best of them. Yeah, I think the thought of for, for our guys who are trying to help customers when they do that, they, you know, 50% of the updates happen on the same night and, and there might be a, some concern from a customer. We, we, that's difficult for us to manage, isn't it? Especially not knowing when it's going to happen. So by doing this, as you said, our, from our managed service and scheduling that makes life far better for the customer and for, for our staff and our teams to make sure they can they can do a really good job on, on guiding people across uh, with the new, the new stuff that's, that's dropped in their, uh, in their environment overnight. Yeah, I mean, you know, for those customers that are 24-7, and actually that's not as absurd as it, you know, that, that's getting more and more common, especially with kind of uh, integrated e-commerce systems off the back of it now. Um, we can make, you know, we can say, well, it can be a two-hour window on a Sunday night, you know, uh, and that sort of thing. So you can start to really narrow down when this update's going to do uh, and do it. So. Lots of things, you know, storage fixed, performance fixed, controllability fixed. Um, you know, I went through, um, there was a, a, a kind of a year ago, I published, I wrote down a list of kind of 10 things that I thought we needed from Microsoft and, and actually it was published on uh, Dynamics World. And, and just went through just last week and, and wrote an update article for that, um, which they published and you know, I was really surprised, actually, how many of those I could go, actually, that's sorted. That's no longer an issue. That's no longer an issue. There were two or three that were still on the list, but they were largely, um, you know, it was, it was around consultation of how they're going to do changes and things like that, that actually day-to-day for a customer wouldn't be that input. They'd solved by far the majority. I think out of 130, they've got 113 on my score of each issue out of 10. So, you know, really responsive, really uh, progressed a lot in a year. Um, getting to the point, Liam, where you have to say if a customer's not got a plan of, you know, if they haven't looked at SaaS and got a plan for moving to it and kind of the rest, then probably going to get left behind a bit. And I think, you know, from our, if we put our, our ISV hat on with the apps that we write, all our apps 
are good to go on on this this release already. We're ready for day one on that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, absolutely. So uh, it, it just gets to the point. Um, you can't, you can't not do that because uh, it, it, we've got people picking up the, the... You wouldn't go live on 70. You know, this is the crazy thing. We used to see on-premise where customers were going live on a version that was still two or three old. And yeah. it was kind of like you're going through... Uh, you know, you're introducing something new. The, one of the biggest problems with putting the ERP in is the change that the organisation has to adapt to. And, you know, Business Central, past Business Central 14, has got an 18-month life cycle. Yeah. So, yeah, one thing we should kind of highlight is is Business Central 15 um, is now out of support. That dropped out of support April the 1st. Um, so, if you're on 16, you've got to October to get done. You know, you, you're on a constant treadmill of needing to update with an 18-month support life cycle. You should probably plan it in every 12 months. Now, um, and, and it is much easier. You know, the reason they've ch- shortened that so much is with extensions, once you're extensions only, it's so much easier. That's why they can do it every month on the SaaS platform. So everybody needs to start thinking about keeping up to date means as an ISV you can't be behind because go live go live on the current version 12 months time plan another go live keep on that kind of small amounts of regular change it's proven now it's not a it's not a theory anymore um, I mean we could go through a list of customers that are doing this already um, and, and you know finding we, I think we all held our breath the first few and went does the theory match the reality but actually it does um, you know, and, and staff are coming back and saying, colleagues are coming back and saying, well, what's the drama? What, yeah, why wouldn't you do this? A little bit of shock for those of us who've worked in, around now for 20 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the, the thought of an update, didn't it, or an upgrade years ago was the, the thing that would make people go bald overnight when you stay, when they were doing them, you know, once every five or six years. It was horrible. Re-implementation, wasn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah. re-implementation effectively, but yeah. Um, yeah, so it's good to see, good the, to see. The, the, the dreams that they promised, or, you know, are, are slowly but surely coming to to reality, and we are seeing a lot of the benefits that we've been hoping for and talking about for for many years now, as you said, becoming reality. And I know we, as a partner, of, are looking at how we change our services to, uh, to 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 match that and 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 how we can help. I know we've got some things we're going to be announcing soon as well around uh, around how we're going to do that as well. So. That's all interesting and it's change as always. It's the only constant that we have in this business, isn't it? It's always changing. But okay, I think um, I'm not I'm not aware of anything else that probably I wanted to add to it. Um, I don't know if there's anything you want to throw in to, to conclude with, James. No, I mean, I could sit here and go through lots of different little bits of functionality, you know, how I've now got variants per production order and uh, I can drive my bomb and my route uh, from my uh, SKU and, and a whole bunch of other stuff's... Uh, Automatically creates a lot of serial numbers. Some of the stuff we expected, um, but it, it, yeah, it, it, for me, for geeky application me, uh, it's really nice to kind of see it on the, on the page. Um, uh, I think there's, there's lots of other stuff that's coming, um, you know, as well. We're seeing the evolution of the application, and actually, the other thing I would say is, you know, seeing more application changes on this release than I think I've seen since. 
oh, I can't remember when. Um, you know, and, and some areas, so even uh, you've heard me describe uh, the CRM uh, attempt, let's call it that, uh, within uh, Business Central in the past as, as laughably weak and needing a massive amount of partner enhancement before it was vaguely useful. Uh, and it had been that way for a long, long time. There's some things in there, you know, word templates, um, mail merging to Word and stuff like that. They're actually pretty useful and, and nice to see that area of the application getting some love. So, um, you know, it's it's not limited to the core finance area where it has been over the last um, uh, few releases, really. They've started to branch out into some areas like manufacturing and CRM and jobs and, you know, service management. So uh, a lot more of the application has got some attention and some uh, uh, some improvement. That's good to hear. I, I know I used to be in demos with you and if we ever went anywhere near the CRM side of it, you'd be going, don't use this, don't use this. So it's good to see that you've, uh, I know it's not the, the it's not a comparable uh, product with, with the, the, you know, the Dynamics 365 customer engagement side of things, but if it will help some people get started on that journey and um, if, if it's better than it was, that's always a good good thing for people to take a look at at least. I think, uh, you know, it, it's now not quite so laughable as it was. Um, there was, for a long time, it was kind of just, uh, it's a joke that people used to try and use because they got it and then they'd give up after three months. So it's kind of like, well, don't waste your effort. Yeah. Um, and, and now I think, um, you know, depending on what you want to use it for, it's not a CRM system. It's no a contact, no contact management and list management system. Um, you know, and, and, and anything else you try and make it, mm, not sure. But um, depends what you want to achieve as an organisation. It can have some value to use it um, if you don't have anything better. Okay, well, James, as always, thank you uh, for, for the input and, and the uh, the expertise around that. Um, always good to, to sit and have a chat uh, with you. Hopefully, as lockdown is beginning to relax, we'll be able to do this in person and actually hey. film it as we planned <laughs> how long ago when we, we thought the podcast was going to be in person and film. So I look yeah. forward to being able to do that with you and the other guys. And if any customers are out there, I know we're speaking to a lot of them about the uh, having a plan to get onto either SaaS or a, or a or another cloud version of, of Business Central. If you have any questions, obviously ping, ping your account manager or, or anybody on the team and we'll see what we can do to help. I mean, there's so many customers where uh, we're going on to call strategy calls, can't do the in-person visits that we used to do, but we're going on a strategy call and they're saying, well, we've been thinking about this SaaS thing and like, you know, we're not, we know it's going to take a couple of years or we're going to have a go. Some of them are just turning around and going, you know what? We've looked at the plan, we looked at the cost and the times cost. We just want to do it. How quickly could you get this done? Um, and so we've got a right mixture of, of kind of plans out there, which is, is correct, isn't it? You know, it's uh, that that's the way it should be. It should adapt to any particular organisation and what their needs and uh, demand is. Excellent. Okay, well, James, as I said, thank you very much. And until next time, um, I'll catch up with you soon and uh, hope everyone has enjoyed listening to this and have found it of some benefit. Thank you very much for taking the time to listen. Thank you. See you later. Bye-bye.